Hello, and welcome to Roll and Roll. Grab a chair and pull on up to the table. I'll be your host and dungeon master, Brad Hendrickson. We have a special episode today. Before the campaign ever got started, I wanted to make sure that the characters in the world met in harmony. So we did something that was called a session zero, a time where I met kind of in individually and in groups with the players to make sure we had all the details hashed out, mechanics, equipment, background. In today's episode, I'm with Seth and Tesca, and we're really going to focus on the mechanical end of things, make sure all the numbers are lined out before the campaign starts. So how about we just uh, take a listen in? Today, I'm joined by Seth and Tesca. How are y'all doing? Doing great, Brad. How are you? Excited to be here. All right. Good stuff. Um, Now, we've emailed back and forth uh, a little bit, kind of going through your character's Mm -hmm. background. So I've got a pretty Mm -hmm. good handle on that. What we don't have done yet is getting numbers and stats to paper. And I wanted to do that with y'all specifically because if I remember right, Tesca, this is your second or third time playing 5e? Uh, uh, yes, like fourth. Fourth, okay. We Even- played a couple like homebrew and then once, what was it called? Adventure League. Okay, cool. Well, I just want to make sure that we've got a, a good grasp on stats because that can always be a real slowdown in the game. Uh, trying to make oh, yeah. sure everything's worked out. Uh, but just really quick, um, who are our two characters? Uh, give, give us the one-two punch on, on who we've got. Sweet. Um, so I'm playing um, Safina Wildheart. She's a little uh, forest gnome who grew up in a little uh, village called Bramble. Um, That's at the heart of the Bander Woods. Um, she loves all things nature, um, especially the animals and creatures in the forest. Um, she knew the forest inside and out, could walk through it blindfolded. Um, and then she uh, loves her people in the, the little village of Bramble. She's very, very loyal um, to them. All right, cool. And uh, Seth, who, who are you going to be bringing to Aklium? I will be playing a character called Petricor. He is a Firbolg ranger. Uh, okay. Firbolg are oh, kind of like yeah, a half- what is that? Yeah, it, it's a it's a half, half giant sort of species. Um, they're covered in, or he specifically is covered in like a grayish uh, fur or hair. Um, he has large pointed ears um, that stick out from the side of his head, um, and a kind of like reddish nose, a reddish and like kind of bulbous nose. So his nose is very large and fat on his face. He grew up in the Moss Timbers, which is an isolated forest uh, set in a mountain range. Um, kind of isolated from the rest of the world. Uh, the other, the Firbolg tribes that live there live in uh, peace with one another, um, but don't really have much interaction with the outside world. Um, this has kind of grown him to be, uh, as he's now venturing out, uh, awkward but polite, uh, likable. Um, he values his freedom, uh, his home, his family. Um, he's very peaceable. Uh, violence isn't his first reaction. Um, he loves nature, of course, because he grew up in the forest. Uh, he also loves water, uh, which is where his name comes from. Uh, Petricor is the smell um, of of rain hitting by earth. Um, and in, in verbal communities, uh, they are given names. Uh, they don't actually have names. They're not given names at birth, but instead uh, they're called things that they're associated with. Um, and one of the things that he loves to do is walk in the rain um 
however, he, he, he does have several flaws. Uh, he's short-sighted, uh, clumsy, foolish, gullible, and um, he has a strong distrust for specifically Dragonborn. Uh, that's basically it. There's more story there. So it sounds like uh, you've got a really interesting character with that. I didn't. Is that like the real word to describe that smell, the smell of rain? Yes. It is. It is a real word. Okay. Learned wow. it from Doctor Who. Doctor Who? Is that where you learned it from? Yep. Um, I learned it from Nathan, but oh. maybe I learned it at Doctor Who. I don't know. Eleventh Doctor, Amy Pond. Good episodes. Petricor. Petricor. Okay. Well, let's start um, with getting some numbers to all this, because uh, D&D, though, is primarily a storytelling game, has a lot of mechanics and a little bit of math to it. So there are six numbers that are the kind of the key to how a lot of role-playing games work, Dungeons & Dragons being one of them. And those are called your ability stats. The best way I've ever learned how to describe them is there is strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. And I was told about the tomato, uh, the tomato explanation. So if you have a tomato, strength is how well you can crush the tomato or how far you can throw the tomato. Dexterity is being able to balance the, the tomato on the tip of your finger or to be able to accurately throw it. Constitution is being able to take a rotten tomato, eat it, and not become sick. Intelligence would be knowing that a tomato is a technically a fruit and not a vegetable. But wisdom would be knowing that tomatoes really don't go well in fruit salads. And then finally, charisma is the ability to take a uh, rotten tomato and sell it to somebody. So I like that's really cool. So yeah, that's helpful. Tesca's writing that down now. <laughs> so uh, we get these numbers. Um, there's two ways to get uh, the the normal way. Two normal ways of getting these numbers for fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. That's one to use the stat array that's in the book, which is a preset of numbers that you put in places, and then you start modifying them based off your race and class, or you mm -hmm. can roll for them. So. Uh, which way are y'all feeling? I will let you know as a DM that if you decide to do the stat array, I lose kind of negotiation abilities, which means I can't go in and be like, mm, I want to change this number because I feel like it'll benefit your character or like your character's a little strong. But if you roll, I'm, uh, we get to, to negotiate for numbers, which either might bring some of your numbers up or it might bring one or two of your numbers down, just kind of depending. Because sometimes people roll 518s and is fun and mechanically as that is it's not really fun for like character development everybody loves a good slip on a banana peel oh yeah we're down for rolling our stats okay so y'all are gonna roll okay so the way we'll do that then is if you'll have uh your character sheet and a pencil with you uh take four uh d6 um and roll them uh Drop the lowest rolled one. Uh, so if you have a five, four, two, and a three, forget about the two and then add the, the other three numbers together. And then kind of catalog that number. Uh, hold it off to the side. Um, okay. And we're going to do this six times. Makes sense. Okay. So I'll let y'all start rolling dice for that and start uh, getting those down. I'm um, rolling away then. Six, ten. 
bad. Not bad. Not bad. Four, four, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's four, three, three. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Six, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. There it is. Six, twelve. That's seventeen. Nice. That's a good stats. Okay, Brad. All right, Tesco. So you got uh, six stats for Safina? I do. Um, right. I rolled a 16, a 12, a 10, a 14, a 17, and a 15. Wow. Those are those are pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> those, those are, no, those are really good. I like those. I use my sparkly die. <laughs> okay. I will make, give you one change then um we're gonna swap that 14 for an eight hey yo <laughs> okay 14 for you Stop it. you kind of want an eight though you know you kind of need an eight <laughs> all right that's fair <laughs> you're three feet tall Tesca. your strength's bad i'm technically 211 <laughs> 211 wow all right so we've got a 16 12 10 8 17 and 15 um, let's go ahead and start plugging those in. So you said you wanted to play a druid, correct? Yes. Right. Wisdom. Yeah. So if you have, uh, your player's handbook in front of you, you can go to the quick build section under your character for, um, it says the first stat you'll want for a druid is wisdom. Cause that's where they kind of pull their spell casting ability from. So mm -hmm. I would suggest, uh, putting that 17 in wisdom. That is perfect. I want to cast some cool spells. Okay. And then, oddly enough, it says the next uh, important stat for a uh, for a druid is concentration. Okay. I'll stick my 16 in there then. Okay. So I'll give you a little bit more hardiness in combat. So um, if you decide to take, like, the beast-shaping path, you can kind of really get into a fight and kind of go ham as a bear or something. Um, so yep. where do you think you want some of those other stats? Um, let me see. Well, probably... I don't know. She probably wouldn't be super strong. She's so small, like, in comparison. I'll probably stick my eight in strength, just because that makes sense, mm. being so small. Okay. Unless you're a dwarf. I'm not a dwarf. I'm a gnome. Right. Right. Not to be confused. Not to be confused. Um, what else do I like? Intelligence, dexterity, charisma. Intelligence is dope. There's um, some good roles with intelligence. I know there are. Nature, investigation. But also you want to be like dexterous because I feel like I'd be dexterous. I ran through the forest my whole life, like climbing over stuff and jumping over stuff. Sure. Probably not super charismatic because I haven't interacted with a whole lot of people. So I think I'll stick... Um, 15 under dexterity okay. and then 12 for intelligence and 10 for charisma All right, 10 for charisma okay yeah um <laughs> and we'll go ahead and since you're a gnome so we'll fulfill mm -hmm. the gnome portion of our book your stats are going to get shifted just a little bit uh only up um because it's the way fifth edition works so you'll get another plus two to your intelligence for just being a gnome and you Whoa. said you wanted to be a forest gnome, so your dexterity will go up one more. So what is our final stat array for Safina? Strength is 8, dexterity 16, constitution 16, intelligence 14, wisdom 17, and charisma 10. 
Okay. Wow, that's still pretty potent, but I like the the lower stats there on the on the ends there. I think that yeah, makes uh, Safina for an interesting character. Well, I'm gonna continue <laughs> letting you kind of do your little uh, to do your your stuff for a little bit. So go through, get your skill set up, pick your background, um, and uh, we'll come back to that. So Seth, uh, what are we looking at? What what'd you roll up? 14, 14, 13, 10, 9, 9. That is very middle of the road stats. Um that sounds about right. That's how he I'm thrives. Thinking, I'm though. thinking. I'm thinking. That's good. <laughs> I'd be willing to turn one of those nines into a fifteen. Oh, tempting offer. Don't mind if I do. How about I keep the double nines? Okay. But I trade a ten for a fifteen. All right, I'm down for that. All right. I feel like the double nine thing. That's pretty lucky. It's got to be. It's got to mean something. It's got to mean something. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, let's get these plugged in. So you're doing Ranger. So Rangers are also kind of a wisdom-based class. Uh, but I think your primary um, stat will probably be Dexterity. Because uh, there are kind of two ways you can take a Ranger. You can either make a kind of a two-weapon uh, with swords, or you can be a very classic Ranger and be the, the Archer. Uh, but either way, those will both probably want to be in Dexterity. So what are we thinking? yeah so i've been doing a lot of thinking about my ranger and um i i think it's something that's maybe a little bit underexplored in my gaming experience is uh being a person who throws weapons as their primary like function yeah i mean in close combat i'm not going to throw it at you but i feel like rather than shooting a bow i kind of want to throw weapons um okay so that's like like javelins and daggers mainly yeah, like javelins, daggers. Uh, my character, I've I've already looked at the the equipment I I want, and I, I'm starting with a hand axe, which can be thrown, and yes. a spear. Oh, yeah, yeah forget about those hand axes. Yeah, so so that's what I'm looking at. Um, because that's like my main fighting thing. I'm probably gonna put my my nice juicy 15 in dexterity. Okay. And um, I'm gonna put a 14 because I got two of them in strength. Um, just because of like his sheer size and I feel like the, the world that he grew up in strength would be valued. Um, and he's half giant basically. Um, and then yeah, we talked about wisdom, wisdom being super important. So I'm going to put that other 14 in wisdom as well. Um, then I got 13, nine, nine, I'm gonna put my 13 in constitution cause I don't want to die. And, um, I'm going to put nine in intelligence because he has no formal education and nine in charisma because he grew up with his family in the woods. Yes, two awkward characters. <laughs> Overall, here's the thing. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's how I'm going to do it. All right. So if we go to Volo's Guide for Monsters, which is where the furball can be found, uh, your stats will change um, like this. You'll get an increase by two to your wisdom, and your strength will go up by one. So what does that give us in the end so final will be strength 15 dexterity 15 constitution 13 intelligence 9 wisdom 16 and charisma 9 nice that's a that's a pretty good solid uh pass across the entire board so i like that a lot um so if you'll go ahead and look at ranger look at backgrounds and kind of start getting your skill set out 
while that's going on, I'll jump back over here with Tesca about Safina. Um, what kind of skills uh, did we pick out for Safina? Um, like with my like gnome skills, like things that I have, or are you talking like spells? So um, these are the skills that come with your uh, class and your background. Cool. I don't have, let me see. I'm skilled with like herbalism, um, like all things nature. Um, I have uh, dark vision um, since, you know, I've kind of been raised in the forest. I can see well in dim conditions. Um, I can speak, read and write, common, gnomish, druidic. Um, is there anything else specifically you want? Well, I'm talking specifically about your skills that are that skill list that's right next to your abilities. They're on the uh, character sheet. Oh, your proficiencies. Yes, which skills are proficient? The spot where it says skills. Right, okay. <laughs> Words are tiny on this page. Um, I chose animal handling since that makes sense. Been raised in the forest, dealing with animals. Um, medicine, which again, um, like being a druid and like being trained um, by um, the, the elder in our village, like I learned a lot of healing through that. Um, and so I feel like that's a good skill to have proficiency. Um, religion is another one I chose. Um, like I've been trained and learned about like some of the older gods um, and their importance in like maintaining balance within nature. Um, and so like I would, would pay homage to them or ask for them help in circumstances. Um, and then the last one that I chose for proficiency was <coughs> survival, which makes sense with all the, the foresty stuff and surviving there. Cool. Um, out of curiosity, which background did you pick? Oh, hermit. Hermit. Okay. Nice. So the way that proficiencies work is since you are proficient in these skills, you get to add a bonus to that. Uh, so the way you'll get the number for a skill check. So if I say, uh, uh, Safina, roll me a uh, animal handling check. What you'll do is roll a d20, add the correlating attribute or that goes with the skill. So with animal handling, it's wisdom. So mm -hmm. I believe that'll be a plus four for you. So you'll do the D20, whatever it lands on, plus four, plus two for being proficient in it because a level one character has a plus two proficiency bonus. Okay. Yeah. So uh, just go through all those skills. Um, mainly a lot of people just on their character sheet just do their ones that they're proficient in because it's a different number than just whatever the d20 roll would be plus their uh attribute modifier so we'll put all those together and you'll have that um okay. cool so while you're plugging that in we'll jump back over to seth so what school uh skills were we thinking for uh this this ranger furbold yeah so um rangers have proficiency in strength and dexterity saving throws which yes. makes sense um I've also, I've also taken athletics, proficiency in athletics. Um, he did a lot of mountain climbing in his younger days, which are still around. Um, 
I also gave him proficiency in stealth uh, because Furbolgs have this, uh, they have natural Furbolg magic, which allows them to disguise self, um, as well as they have this really cool ability called Hidden Step, where they can kind of like disappear uh, during combat. Um, so I thought that kind of went with their natural uh, tendency to kind of stealthy magic. Um, I also gave him proficiency in nature. Uh, despite his low intellect, he spent a lot of time in the woods and just kind of through his parents and through his tribe, he's learned a lot of uh, things about nature. Um, also animal handling, um, which again, he's in the forest all the time. Uh, he's a ranger. So uh, he's handled a lot of animals, whether hunting them or um, tracking them. Uh, perception, survival, and uh, and that's it. All right, cool. Um, out of curiosity, what background did you pick? Yeah, so the background I picked was Outlander. Um, he's kind of he's kind of from a out in the middle of nowhere, so I thought it tied in well. All right, yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Okay. So it looks like we've got a lot of the information already plugged in, and I trust y'all to, to get the last bit of that stuff in. Um, the main thing that uh, Safina will need to do is she will need to compile her spell list, though I think druids technically have access to their entire, uh, the entire spell list based off the level. Um, just mm -hmm. more of just kind of having the go-to spells that you're probably going to have every day available to you. Uh, right. The last thing we'll want to do is pick pick weapons, which is awesome. This is the fun part. Um, kind of put kitting yourself out. Uh, so, um, Seth, well, you said you were kind of feeling thrown weapons. Uh, yeah. What are you going to uh, set yourself up with? Yeah, so um, the ranger gets to pick between uh, either chainmail or leather armor. So I picked leather armor because I feel like there's not a lot of metal. Um, where he's from. Uh, so he's got leather armor made from the skins of animals that he's probably killed. Um, he's got... Uh, he can either take a um, two simple weapons or uh, two short swords. Um, again, swords I felt like wasn't really part of his repertoire. Uh, so I gave him a spear and a hand axe, which are two simple weapons. Um, the hand axe can be thrown, the spear can be thrown. Mm. Um, and then all rangers take a longbow with 20 arrows. Uh, so in, in you know, it's, it's interesting. Bow combat is kind of an odd thing if you think about it. So I don't think he's going to use his bow a whole lot. Um, but perhaps in certain, like, sniper situations, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then from being an outlander, he starts with a, a staff, a hunting trap, um, and, and a few other things, but uh, no other weapons. All right, cool. Um, the way, the last kind of things we'll want to make sure that we've got the numbers down right on is that most weapons are based off a character's strength. Uh, how the attack roll works and how the damage roll works is generally based off strength. If you're looking at the table for the weapons, if you see kind of over, all the way to the right uh, that it says finesse, that means the weapon can actually be used using your dexterity modifier. So generally a lot of thrown weapons uh, will require the, the dex modifier while they're being thrown. So what you want to do is you know, pick your hand axe, 
It'll write down in the weapon section. It'll say under attack bonus, that roll will be, once again, a d20. Plus, uh, and since you're throwing your hand axe more often than not, it'll be plus your dexterity modifier, which is a plus two because it's 15. But since you're proficient in the hand axe, you'll be able to add your proficiency bonus as well to that attack roll. So that turns into a d20 plus dexterity plus proficiency, which for you should be a plus four, if I'm correct? That is correct. All right. And then the way damage works is if you're still looking at that weapons table in the handbook, uh, the damage type is for a thrown hand axe will be slashing and then 1d6. And so that means when I say that you do hit the creature, you'll take a d6, roll it, and then you'll add, once again, dexterity, or, yeah, dexterity because it's thrown, and then proficiency once again. So once again, it'll be a d6 plus 4, and that will equal the amount of damage you do when you hit a creature. Something that you should take note of is that generally ranged weapons have two numbers. There's a number, a slash, and then a number. That means that there's kind of like the preferred distance that you can throw a weapon uh, or shoot a weapon, and then there's kind of the maximum distance that thing really just can't go any farther. The arrow will literally hit the ground. Um, for the hand axe, that will be 20 feet and then 60 feet. But once you go past that 20 feet, once you go past that preferred range, you're going to start taking disadvantage on that roll. So that means when, you, when I say attack and you're 30 feet away, You'll roll the d20 twice, and you'll take the lower number. Okay, cool. <clears throat> All right. Um, Safina, uh, let's quickly kind of get your weapon situation down. Yeah, sure. So for uh, druids, I can have... Um, I chose a simple weapon. I chose a, a quarterstaff. It's um, made of oak um, in honor of, like, the god Sylvanus. It's... Uh, really old looking got some twine and like leather wrapped around it where I hold it and it kind of curves up into like a question mark it's kind of gnarled looking um and then I can choose between a scimitar and another simple melee weapon so I chose um a scimitar and then um, (coughs) leather armor um as druids don't wear or carry like uh, metal armor or shields or anything like that and I have an explorer's pack and um, over for hermit stuff, I got a little, I chose like an herbalism kit that I could take with me um, just to help with that sort of like healing and herbs and identifying of things. All right. Thanks for listening well, in to that session zero. Um, Hope to see you in the game soon. But until then, grab some dice, grab some friends, and roll up some fun. See you soon.